Hi everyone. Welcome to the Desi Crime Podcast. I'm Ashwarya, your host for this episode. And I'm Aryan. Before we start the case for today, we want all of you to go over to our Patreon and subscribe for amazing exclusive features like merch, awesome extra episodes, early access episodes, video calls with us and more. To help the podcast out and to avail these benefits, go to www.patreon.com/desicrime and select a tier that works best for you. 2020 was a weird and unfortunate year for everyone. Even for those of us who didn't suffer the loss of someone close to us, death seemed like it was all around. It was unprecedented that we found ourselves in the middle of a global pandemic, locked inside our houses for months on end. By the time June 2020 rolled around with the pandemic in full swing, Bollywood had already lost two major film stars in Irfan Khan and Rishi Kapoor when suddenly on the 14th of June the news of another death flashed on every Indian's TV screen and this one took the country by storm 34 year old Bollywood actor Bollywood superstar Sushant Singh Rajput found dead in his apartment The reason for his death suicide by hanging but was it if you wondered the answer to this question for 3 years now you've come to the right place this is the story of the mysterious death of sushant singh rajput Ashwar, if I had to say which case have we got the most requests for, <laughs> bar yeah. none, it is this case. And not gonna lie, you've given yourself an uphill task with this case. The number of theories, the kind of anger and resentment in the public surrounding this case, and the nature of questions you'd have to ask and answer to get to the bottom of this. It's a tough case to cover by every Desi crime standard that has ever been there. Right and I don't think I was unaware of that when I picked this case but I couldn't in good conscience be a true crime fan yet not cover what is perhaps right. one of Bollywood's <laughs> most pressing and mysterious deaths during the lives of any desi person our age I had to take this on nothing I will say will make everyone happy but I lay out the facts and my thoughts and let everyone decide what they make of them My only note to anyone listening to this episode is this. Sometimes the truth is complicated and there's more than one version of it and there's a possibility that they're all partially true. We might think that we'd always know what the right thing to do in every situation is, but we hardly ever live up to that standard in our own lives. Hardly anyone in this case lived up to that impossible standard. Before we dive in though we'd like to remind all you desi listeners that the desi crime podcast family has grown and it wouldn't have happened without you all. 
We've partnered with Lost Debate, which is a media startup based out of New York. And not only have they invested in us, they launched the Lost Debate, podcast and YouTube show for political nerds who want more nuance from the news and a good faith look at the issues. If you're interested in all kinds of news with a nuanced lens, go to the Lost Debate for an unbiased understanding of American politics wherever you get your podcasts. With that, Ishwarya, take us to June 14th, the day we all woke up with our Instagram beeping through and through with images and pictures of Sushant Singh's house. Take us inside Sushant Singh Rajput's house in Mumbai. Aryan, that three-bedroom duplex house in Bandra is where our story begins. It wasn't just a house. Those three bedrooms were home to Sushant Singh Rajput. Decorated with hints of things that made him him, from his Mead 600 telescope he used to see Saturn's rings, to his yellow study table because he loved the colour yellow, to books and ancient photographs in every corner. In this home lived five people. Rajput, one of his closest friends and art designer Siddharth Pitani, two cooks and a house help. Two cooks? Yeah, there were two cooks. What do you need two cooks for? (laughs) Like one cooks breakfast, the other dinner. (laughs) Two cooks? I think it's a fancy people thing. There were two cooks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. In the middle of COVID, Aryan, like all of us, this house was where Rajput spent most of his time with these four people. His days in this time period were spent mostly in his room, alone, on his phone, or reading, or thinking. Now, the lockdown, the time alone with our thoughts, the time to be close to family, was good for some of us. It was almost as if we discovered new parts to ourselves, new versions of ourselves with new hobbies and new habits that hadn't previously existed. And, you know, for our new listeners who don't know, the Desi Crime podcast actually started as a pet project because of the COVID lockdown. So to what, you know, testament to what Ashwara said about how it was good for some of us. But whatever we little know, whatever little we know, Ashwara, we know it wasn't good for so many people. No, exactly. For others, for a very large part of the world, isolation from everyday normal existence took a toll, even if they didn't lose a family member. Rajput's diagnosed mental disorders only seem to get worse in these circumstances. In the months before his death, since October of 2019, two separate doctors had diagnosed him with bipolar disorder, severe depression and anxiety disorder and claimed that he was undergoing what the actor himself described as an existential crisis. He had told his psychologist that there were times he felt like even a minute was many days long. He felt his bipolar disorder was a battle that he'd fight forever. He'd never get rid of it. He would tell his doctors he felt as though nothing in his life went the way he expected it to and that he constantly felt deeply insecure. There were times he couldn't fall asleep for days on end, times when he'd lose his appetite for days on end and times where even gathering the motivation to get out of bed in the morning felt like an impossible task. Now, these symptoms weren't new. This wasn't the first time Rajput was experiencing all of this. He had experienced the onset of his mental illness since he was 20 years old. The disease was less severe then, the symptoms less strong, but he knew what he was going through. In 2013, when Kai Poche and Shuddesi romance hit the theatres, 
And then in 2014, when PK and Gunde hit the theaters, Rajput was undergoing a severe episode of anxiety and depression. All of this was going on while Rajput was living in with his fiance and Pavitra Rishta co-star Ankita Lokhande, whom he had been dating since 2011. But nobody in Rajput's immediate family knew of the severity of his mental health conditions. His sisters claimed they knew he had been quote feeling low back in 2013 and had sought medical help for the same, but they didn't know much more. They certainly didn't know how severely his health had deteriorated by 2020. And it was hard for people to know. From the outside, Rajput was living the life of so many people's dreams. He was a successful actor with multiple commercial hits at the box office. He was good-looking and charming. He was well-educated. He had a gorgeous house in a beautiful city, and by 2020, he was dating a seemingly beautiful woman. actress riya chakravarti but aran this is what people get wrong about mental health he should have been happy is what people think this misunderstanding is the root of the conspiracy theories in this case people have a hard time believing he could have killed himself but anyone who has ever suffered not even from a diagnosed mental disorder but just a phase in their life where they felt low anyone who's ever experienced that knows that nothing outside of yourself fixes that feeling no amount of money or vacationing or fame ever fixes it you feel it despite your external circumstances Obviously people feel low when life is terrible and rough it's a disorder when you experience those feelings constantly despite life being seemingly perfect and that's what was happening to Rajput his doctors have come forward to claim that there was nothing particularly bad in his external circumstances that every other person doesn't experience His disorder was internal. It could have ranged from a biological serotonin imbalance or a thyroid deficiency. There could be so many reasons for it. Despite the doctors coming forward, his close friends like Smita Parekh have claimed that he was quote not at all depressed because she had spent 10 to 12 hour stretches with him. Such people with comments like these fail to understand what it means to suffer from a mental disorder and what it really looks like on the outside. But it was almost as if one external event in his life had pushed him over the edge. The death of his manager, Disha Salyan. 28-year-old Disha had jumped off her 14th floor apartment in Malad after locking herself up in her room for hours, just four days before the 14th of June. On the 9th of June, Salyan was partying with her friends and her fiancé and according to her friends she had had quite a bit to drink a while into the party she began talking about how quote no one cares for anyone anymore eventually she locked herself up in her room her friends who went after her to see if she was okay heard the tap inside the washroom running and assumed she was throwing up because she had had too much to drink but when the running tap didn't turn off and the room door didn't open and she didn't answer They broke the door to realize she had jumped off the balcony in her room. By the time they rushed downstairs, the building watchman had called the cops, but Disha was still alive. For a moment, it must have felt like she would make it, but she was pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital. Her death understandably had an impact on Rajput. 
He had told multiple people, including his sister Meetu Singh, that he was sure that people would think he did it, that he was involved in her death, and that the media was going to hound him for it. In the days after Disha's death and before his death, allegedly Rajput was always on the internet, reading what the media had to say about the incident and whether or not they were mentioning him. His friends and housemates have said that the frequency of his anxiety attacks increased in the aftermath of Disha's death. And then, on the 14th of June, the news broke. Rajput woke up that day at 10am, had his regular morning glass of juice, went back into his room and locked the door from the inside. Sometime between 11.30am and 1.30pm, he pulled off the bedsheet from his bed, tied it around the fan hanging from his ceiling and hung himself. No note or letter was recovered from the house. The autopsy revealed the reason for his death to be asphyxiation due to hanging, with no struggle marks anywhere on his body that would indicate his death was more than a suicide. By the 25th of June, 11 days after Rajput was found dead, the country was on fire. While there were rumours since 2019 that Sushant Singh was dating Riya Chakrabarti, their relationship was only confirmed after the actor's death. By this time, Rajput's father, K.K. Singh, had lodged a complaint with the Patna police in which he accused Riya Chakrabarti, her family members and Rajput's domestic helps under IPC Section 306, which is abetment of suicide, 341, which is wrongful restraint, 342, which is wrongful confinement, 380, which is theft in dwelling house, 406, which is criminal breach of trust, and 420, which is cheating. He also claimed that Rhea had illegally transferred rupees 15 crores from Sushant Singh's bank account into her own before she drove him to kill himself. Sushant Singh's family came forward rather aggressively to claim that his girlfriend was responsible for his death, from his sisters claiming that it wasn't a suicide at all and that his life was ruined because of her, to his father's police complaint, to Ankita Lokhande's subtle Instagram comments on her. Suddenly, in the eyes of all Indians, the focus had shifted from mental health or even from grieving this loss of life to this one girl who became the centre of it all. By the 31st of July, the Enforcement Directorate, India's Economic Intelligence Agency, took on the case of the 15 crores that had mysteriously disappeared from Sushant Singh's bank account that the family claimed went into Riya Chakravarti's bank account. So there were actually 15 crores that were missing from the account because I remember this news being a key piece during the, you know, saga. Aran, whether or not there were actually the 15 crore was also up for speculation because uh, the enforcement directorate talked to a bunch of movie directors who said they had an agreement with Sushant Singh to transfer 15 crores sometime in the future when the movie was confirmed, but because of COVID, the 15 crores never went. Yet the family claims there were 15 crores that somehow weren't in the bank accounts. The enforcement directorate interrogated Rhea and her brother Shawik for eight hour long stretches, day after day after day. And in the end, on the 7th of August, concluded that there was absolutely no monetary transfer even close to the amount of 15 crores made between the two actors' bank accounts. Any transfers that were made were much smaller amounts and a result of the two actors being in a serious relationship and helping each other out financially from time to time. 
but people have stuck to this story of the money transfers for those who still believe this is some conspiracy to protect the bollywood elites and their ring of drugs and influence let me put this into some perspective for you all the enforcement directorate is the body that uncovered the 2g spectrum scam the commonwealth games scam and levied corruption <laughs> investigations against people like p chidambaram so to believe that this organization is trying to protect riya chakrabarti or some bollywood mafia while it investigates some of the country's biggest and most influential politicians and businessmen is to believe in unjustified hysteria and baseless conspiracy theories with no ground in reality and i should i i just like to add because you know i know so many of our listeners and so many people in india in general were so hell bent in believing there was a conspiracy there's a human element which i'm like i don't want to antagonize anybody who believed in this but all right. i would say as you said at the beginning of this episode is just come in with an open mind you know we nobody is the harbinger of truth and we can all learn from time to time so you know just don't be offended by things ashwara singh because i think there's a very valid point in what you just said people like p chidambaram or the cwg or the 2g scam were really powerful people they weren't bollywood superstars who had four no, you know hit movies and were going to a psychologist every now and then these were people with actual political power that yielded monetary power over all of india and so if the commission was willing to go after them they would have uncovered any conspiracy if there was any to begin with absolutely just the body that was conducting this investigation saying that riya chakrabarti was not at fault with the 15 crore amount just the gravity of the body that conducted this investigation was enough for me to know that i could believe in this theory that i didn't have to find peace or truth in some conspiracy theories but i think i think people find that peace and truth in conspiracy theories because sometimes they make more sense sometimes why would a famous actor kill himself like this the answer to that question is found better in these conspiracy theories but aryan while the investigation into these 15 crore rupees was wrapping up the investigation into the actor's death was only just beginning there was a much more serious accusation against riya chakravarti the accusation that she had led sushant singh rajput to suicide that she knowingly in bad faith engaged in activities that she knew would lead to his death and that she showed a blatant disregard for his life that she took actions that any other reasonable person would know would lead to sushant singh rajput to kill himself that is what needed to be proved not just that she was irresponsible but that she was irresponsible on purpose with the intention of getting her boyfriend to kill himself up until now the case was being investigated by the maharashtra police but on the 19th of august the supreme court directed the cbi to take over the investigation the mumbai police handed over all of the evidence collected in the case to the cbi and in this investigation chats came forward chats that all of india has now seen these chats are mostly riya asking her friends to arrange for some weed for her or asking sushant singh's house help to roll joints of weed but a few of these chats show riya asking for mdma as well in one chat screenshot she's telling her friend that she's in bhubneshwar and how the city has quote the best weed ever In another screenshot with a friend she says quote in case we speak about hard drugs i haven't been doing too much tried mdma once end quote while in another chat she asks a friend quote you have md question mark 
She also had a message on her phone sent to her by a friend which said, quote, Use four drops in coffee, tea or water and let him sip it. Give it 30 to 40 minutes for it to kick in. End quote. People assumed the him in this text refers to Sushant. Now to explain what MDMA is, I'll quote Dr. Sunil Mittal, who is the director of the World Federation for Mental Health. He says, quote, MDMA is classified as a stimulant. Without making a reference to Sushant Singh Rajput, as we can't ascertain right now whether or not he was taking it, I can tell you that the drug works by increasing metabolism and neurochemicals. It's a psychoactive substance, one can feel more energetic, excited, and also have hallucinations. People report a crash when they come off the high and sometimes a moment of dullness. The effect starts with euphoria, happiness, rapid talking, perception changes, and hallucinations. People feel more connected. Some of the psychological withdrawals include paranoia, depression, and restlessness. End quote. Now, Aryan, what would you make of chats of this kind? We're a young generation of people. We know people who use drugs. Drugs are common in our lingo, in the music we listen to, the movies we watch. What would you think if you read these chats? Your friend asking someone for weed, talking about the best weed they've had, asking if someone had MDMA. What are your thoughts? I I mean, my thoughts regarding the general um, scene in India right now where... You know, there are CBI investigations on Bollywood stars' kids when they were caught smoking weed or something like this. My, you know, all sorts of regressive attitudes towards these things coming into the foray now. I have a general um, despise for such things being... It's just the media propping these up because they have nothing else in the news cycle and perhaps covering the politics and economics of our country, which are in a dire state right now. I think those are much tougher topics to cover, so it's easier to get clickbait. I think this is clickbait at a level that is has real-time impact i mean weed we all know people who smoke weed not just that i mean india is home to bhang which is weed so like i i I, that cognitive dissonance we see in our culture i do not get it i think you're absolutely right aryan and perhaps india's state on how we treat drugs is a conversation for a later time But I think it's important to acknowledge that in the context of Sushant Singh Rajput's mental health, these chats don't look great for Rhea Chakravarti. If you as an adult choose not only to use these drugs, but also procure them for a man that you're in love with who's suffering from serious mental disorders, so serious that he's probably incapable of knowing what's best for him, it's perhaps kind of your responsibility to know the effects that these drugs have. Obviously, India is not liberal with its drug laws like we discussed. Drugs like weed have shown to have tremendous medicinal benefits for people with mental health issues, but it's illegal to smoke in India. But that doesn't change the fact that weed is absolutely capable of inducing psychosis and paranoia in people already predisposed to those conditions. And I think it's fair to assume that the way Sushant Singh Rajput was consuming these drugs probably didn't do his health any favour. It might have even made his condition worse. These chats were submitted to the Narcotics Control Bureau, which booked Rhea Chakrabarti, her friends and a few family members, a total of 35 people under multiple sections of the Narcotic Drugs and Psychotropic Substances Act. If any of them were found guilty of dealing or using marijuana, they would most likely go to prison for 10 years. 
whether or not this act is outdated and needs to be updated in accordance with our current understanding of science is a conversation for a different time. What's weird though, but not entirely surprising, is that Rhea Chakrabarti came forward to say that she had never used a drug in her life. Yeah. She said she had no idea what these (laughs) chats were. Her lawyers claimed that she was ready to take a drug test whenever ordered to be able to prove that she had never used a drug. What's perhaps more important to know though, is that Sushant Singh Rajput's Visara report found no drugs in his bloodstream with traces of weed even being found 30 days later in the blood of people who smoke every day, chances are that Sushant Singh Rajput hadn't used any of these mentioned drugs for a while now. They probably weren't the immediate cause of him deciding to kill himself. But these chats opened a sort of Pandora's box nobody expected. It raised some serious questions about Bollywood's alleged drug network and the established industry culture of heavy use and drug abuse all the time. The NCB decided to use this newfound information to eradicate the drug syndicate in Bombay, which supplies drugs to the film industry. While the NCB began questioning actors like Deepika Padukone, Shraddha Kapoor, Sara Ali Khan, Arjun Rampal, Rhea Chakravarti was arrested on September 8th on the charges that she had supplied drugs to Sushant Singh Rajput. But just a month later, on the 7th of October, the Bombay High Court very strongly rejected the NCB's theory that she had financed or harboured Sushant Singh's drug addiction with some deep ill intention, calling the NCB's theory unreasonable. The High Court said Rhea Chakravarti is not part of the chain of drug dealers, while also rejecting the NCV's argument that celebrities should be treated more harshly than the average man to set an example for the rest of the country, because they're role models. The High Court said, quote, No celebrity or role model enjoys any special privilege before the court of law. Similarly, such a person does not incur any special liability when he faces the court of law. Each case will have to be decided on its own merit, irrespective of the status of the accused. End quote. During the course of these multiple investigations, Sushant Singh's doctors came forward to say it always seemed like Rhea Chakravarti was trying her hardest to get Sushant Singh the necessary help he needed. They claimed she was constantly in touch with them, updating them on his mental health condition and alerting them of particularly bad phases when the actor felt low. She knew of his prescription and would constantly make efforts to get him to take his medication on time. The doctors claimed she was usually always there for his consultations and deeply worried about his condition. In fact, the doctors say the reason Sushant Singh wasn't getting any better was his own inability to take his medication on time. He would take his medication, begin feeling slightly better and then stop. He would then resort to yoga and meditation to try and cure himself. The next time his depression or anxiety would return, it would be much worse than the last time. In fact, in November of 2019, Rajput went to see his doctor with Rhea, but Rhea asked the doctor for an earlier appointment. She said, quote, I'm very frightened and he needs immediate help. He's a very intelligent person and I'm an ordinary person and I can't help him, end quote. The doctor asked her if he was contemplating suicide and she said yes. Quote, at that time, I informed him about the bipolar disorder and told him that he would get well once he takes his regular medication and proper treatment. But Mr. Sushant Singh expected that he should get well and somebody should cure him very fast. 
that was not possible for anybody also mr sushant singh was aware of the suffering he was going through but he was not ready to accept it i asked him to come to me for a clinical examination once again after that i saw that he had read a lot about bipolar disorder i found him sad without any reason he used to cry even while talking to me also he was feeling highly negative about himself end quote but sushant singh never showed up for this clinical examination on june 7 just a week before his death riya chakrabarti told the doctor that rajput had stopped taking his medicines and that his health was extremely deteriorated quote i felt that she was taking extreme care of sushant to get him out of the disease but as he was neglecting his disease she had also become quite dejected when i asked why he didn't start taking his medication he only laughed and didn't say anything i consoled him and asked miss riya to see that he was taking his medicines regularly but riya told me he doesn't listen to her end quote 6 days after this conversation the doctor learned of sushant singh's death riya chakrabarti wasn't the only one caught in scandal with this case Sushant Singh Rajput's sisters who remember had claimed they had no idea he had a mental illness their whatsapp chats with the actor revealed that they did in fact know he was unwell one of his sisters was also accused of forging a doctor's prescription and recommending her self suggested medication to him all of which can be seen in screenshots why they would lie about not knowing of their brother's mental illness i don't understand What is appalling about this case to me isn't the actor's death. The death was ruled a suicide a time and time again by some of the leading investigative agencies in the country despite absolutely absurd claims by people like BJP senior leader Narayan Rane who said, "Quote, Disha Salyan was raped and murdered." When Sushant Singh Rajput came to know about it, the actor said, "I'm not going to leave them." but they came on june 13th night and strangulated sushant singh rajput end quote from where i am standing the actor died of a suicide he wouldn't be the first successful celebrity to take his life due to a serious mental health issue despite a seemingly perfect life and he's unfortunately not going to be the last what is appalling about this case is the frenzy the hate the conspiracy theories around it Sushant Singh Rajput is no more but there are people alive who had to live through so much hate directed at them by millions for maybe being irresponsible in ways that could have been any of us the bbc dove into the way riya chakrabarti was treated by the indian media outlets and even famous well-known respected journalists the bbc said quote She found herself at the center of a vicious hate campaign led by some of India's most high-profile journalists and social media trolls. Subjected to gossip, innuendo and misogynistic abuse, she was described by conservative television hosts as a manipulative woman who performed black magic and drove Sushant to suicide. Multiple supposed fans threatened to rape and kill her if she didn't kill herself on her own. In fact the Press Council of India the press watchdog established by the parliament said that the coverage of Sushant Singh Rajput's case by the media outlets quote is in violation of the norms of journalistic conduct end quote and advised the media to not conduct their own parallel trial University of Michigan associate professor Joyjeet Pal and colleagues conducted a study titled Anatomy of a Rumor 
social media and the suicide of Sushant Singh Rajput and concluded that, quote, the case and its victims are a reminder of ways the patriarchy is still alive and well and always readying its blades for the next execution, end quote. There is something to this argument. I vividly remember the death of Pratyusha Banerjee, Jia Khan and Sridevi. All three of these high-profile female deaths involved their male partners in very suspicious circumstances. Do our listeners even remember the names of Pratyusha Banerjee and Jia Khan's male partners? I don't and I doubt most other people do. We have to ask why we saw the kind of hate we did over the consensual use of weed and possibly MDMA between two fully grown adults when the country's news should have focused itself on the countless people dying across india or the thousands of poor people who lost their jobs and couldn't survive we chose to focus on this actors and their drug use a tale as old as time regardless though a talented life was gone the possibility of what could have been in the future was gone his possible married life his possible children his possible future successful movies are all gone mental health is a real problem and if you or someone you know is suffering please seek help help is available and i can assure you with treatment and time like every disease it gets better <laughs>